Chapter 10, A Storm is Coming. Mr. Teeth was heading out for a beer. He grabbed his keys and stepped out of his front door. He could hear a plane flying by. As he looked up at the contrails, his mind was full of thought. His wife, Mary Teeth, had recently told him she was pregnant. The thing was, they hadn't had sex at all that month. Mr. T was having issues with their teenage son, and Mary had cut him off. T was very suspicious, and it was driving him mad. Especially when he had noticed her car at Dr. Jackson's clinic. After Mr. Teeth locked up, he began to walk towards his truck. As he gazed forward, to his horrific surprise, he noticed Jay's pit bull lying dead on the ground. Oh no! Dude! Mr. T felt his heart sink. His stomach began to turn. T loved Duke. It was just last year he had been cuffed and sent to jail because of that dog. Sheriff's Down's son was only petting Duke, but Mr. T got very defensive. He had told him to leave the dog alone if he knew what was good for him. Then Downs decided to mock T. T only swung once, but that was all it took. Sheriff showed up and took him in. Eventually, the sheriff let him go. Mary Teeth was the school counselor. At one point, she had counseled both of Sheriff Downs' kids at school. She had way too much information on Pat Downs. Things he wouldn't want his buddies at the church to know for sure. Mr. T loved Mary even if she had been messing around. He always remembered her good side. Smoke! Teeth was yelling into Jay's house. He stepped over to the window. Smoke! Teeth was getting no answer, so he walked up to the front door. He banged on the door. There was no reply. Now Teeth was feeling something wasn't right. He opened Jay's door and yelled for him. There was no answer. Teeth reached for his cell phone and sent Jay a text message, but Jay did not reply. Teeth walked inside of Jay Smoke's house. He called out, waiting for a reply from Jay. Nothing. Teeth had seen Jay's bike parked out front. He knew he had to be home. Unless, of course, he was with Dirty. As he walked through the house, he noticed some of the furniture had been knocked over. There was a busted lamp on the floor. Frightened, he looked out through the open back door of the house. It was there, clear as day. 
The license plate on the hearse read, Got Milk. It was Skeletor. Mr. Teeth began to get nervous. He was making his way to the front door when he heard heavy footsteps from above. He then realized Skeletor was upstairs. He was worried about his friend Jay Smoke, but he also knew Skeletor was insane. He knew better than to get involved. He couldn't call the sheriff either. That just wasn't an option. So he did the next best thing. He dialed dirty cell phone. Mr. Teeth spoke into the receiver. Look, uh, I got your number through a mutual friend. He told me I might need it someday. I only call because it's an emergency. I know we have our differences, but... Who the fuck is this? I know this ain't no goddamn Mr. T calling my cell phone. Calling my phone? You sorry son of a bitch? Dirty shouted. Wooly was listening to Dirty's side of the conversation. He had no idea what was going on. As he was brushing his teeth, he was staring into the mirror, taking it all in. Mr. Teeth replied to Dirty's hateful tone. Look, man, I'm at your boy's house. Somebody you knew very well broke in and killed his dog, too. Now I don't see smoke. You better get over here. Your boss is here. I seen his hearse out back. Dirty's blood pressure was rising. He shouted into the phone. You listen here, Teeth. I know you've been watching me. I know you've seen I got this fancy-ass doctor from out of town with me, too. I know what you're up to. You no good. Teeth interrupted. Look, motherfucker, your boy is about to get clapped. But you know what? Go fuck yourself. I saved him myself. Thought you had some balls. T slammed the phone down. Dr. Woolley, confused by Dirty's phone conversation, was finally beginning to feel refreshed. He had just had a quick shower. He still didn't have a cowboy hat, but he felt confident that he wouldn't be accepted in this town no matter how he dressed. However, he did feel ready to take on the day, headache and all. So is uh, everything okay? Asked Wooly. Dirty answered. I know you need to get to Dr. Jackson, but we need to make a quick pit stop if you don't mind. You meet my friend Jay Smoke. Maybe he'll go with us to see the doctor. I might need to get a physical while we're there, because apparently T thinks I have no balls. I'll show that dick munch. Willie replied. If it makes you feel any better from where I stand, it looks like you have balls of steel. Anyway, I'm good with that. Let's go see Jay. I do feel a tad bit better after cleaning up. I do wish I could eat, but my stomach just isn't ready. Yeah. We can wait until after we see the doctor go eat. Hey, Trix, wake your ass up. You passed out again, dipshit. Are you going home? Three Trix replied. 
No. That call I got earlier was from a client. I have a date here in about two hours. I'll have to catch up with you guys later. It was nice meeting you, Dr. Wooly. Don't worry about the room. It was a pleasure sharing it with you last night. Wooly cringed inside. It was, uh, nice to meet you too, Trix. The rain was coming down hard over at the sheriff's station. Sheriff Pat Downs was on his computer doing some research on Dr. Wooly. He had spoken with Mork the mechanic and had not been able to persuade him to press charges on Dr. Wooly. That wasn't really going to be a problem for the sheriff. The plan was to get Dr. Wooly to the caverns and let the cult have its way. As the sheriff scrolled through the pages, he noticed the aroma of coffee coming from the conference room. It smelled freshly brewed. He thought that was strange. He had been the only person in the office for the past several hours. Sheriff Downs followed his nose to the Joe. Sure enough, a fresh pot had just been made. Hey, boys! He shouted. He looked around the hallway and then into the bathroom. There was not a soul in sight. He walked over to the coffee pot and poured a nice full cup. Sheriff loved black coffee, and he figured the secretary must have snuck it in while he was on the computer. Walking back towards his desk, he began to sip his drink. Damn good cup of coffee right there. Nice and fresh, Sheriff said to himself. He sat down at his desk and went over the information he had obtained. What surprised the sheriff the most was Dr. Woolley's resume. This was a highly educated man. The sheriff wondered why a man like Woolley would associate himself with the Pet and Mower show. He knew them all too well. He had done some research on them way back when he had found out that Dirty had initiated communication with them. Downs knew what was going on with the Nugget family. It didn't seem to bother him. He needed the cult. It was a huge sense of accomplishment for him. He had buried so many skeletons in Porntown that the Red Door had become his safe place. He owned this town just as much as Woody McPallett or Robin P. Nugget himself. It was all about power to Downs. As the sheriff took his last drink of coffee, he felt very strange. He was getting very sleepy. The office phone began to ring. When he picked up, the voice on the other end of the line was Pastor Nugget. Hey, Pat, we've got to get the ancient heirloom from Kumalot tonight. Don't fuck this up. We have to have it for the ceremony, Robin P. said firmly. Don't worry, asshole. I've already been over to Kumalot's. He wasn't there at first, so I got a good look at the place. I have a good idea where he keeps it. He showed up while I was there. I just told him I was looking for Gary Limpstick's wolf. Robin P. spoke up. Get it tonight, or you're getting cut out of the deal. That is how Pastor Nugget ended the conversation. The sheriff rolled his eyes. He started to wonder why the caffeine would have the opposite effect. 
It made him feel so tired. As he got up and walked over to the bathroom to relieve himself, he stood there, rocking back and forth. While balancing on the balls of his feet, everything in his mind went blank. He began pissing all over the walls. The station's pet cat was in range of the unguided penis. The stream caught the cat on its back. Soaking wet, it jumped into the sheriff's face and scratched and clawed him, leaving severe marks in his skin. Downs, with his pants to his knees, passed out on the bathroom floor. He was lying in his very own puddle of urine. The scene outside of P-Town Casino was curious. There were two men dressed in black suits standing outside the front door. Both men were carrying briefcases. It was dark and cloudy, and the rain was still coming down hard. They could barely make out the outline of a man in the distance. The red glow of the sign was all that Jay Smoke could recognize from the trees. He had almost arrived to meet with Big Eagle Kamalot. He had some important information to share. As he made his way to the door, he saw the men in black under the awning. He approached them with a smile. Holy shit! Where are y'all from? We don't get many strangers coming to this town. Jay said with a stern frown. One of the men replied, Magnum, P.I. That's my name. I'm no stranger to this town. I have an old friend here, but actually, I just came to gamble. So don't worry, this old stranger won't be here long. It is good to know there are at least some friendly people in this town. We've had some rather strange encounters here today. Jay Smoke replied. Well, if you need any weed while you're here, just holler. I'm usually outside that convenience store over there. Jay pointed in the opposite direction. Seriously, though, boys, I wouldn't stay here long if I were you. There's been some real bad shit going down in this town. The two acquaintances looked at each other, perplexed. They shrugged it off and continued their own private conversation. Jay headed inside. He walked upstairs to Big Eagle Kamalot's office. Kamalot, we got a problem. I was hanging out with Dirty. Well, I thought it was Dirty anyway. He started going off on his tangent about your people's sacred ancient heirloom. He said Robin P. was sending him some followers to kill. He said, well, he said they had to have it for their holy baptism, for their ceremony. Big Eagle spoke. The great owl has shown me the way. You need not worry. His plan is moving forward. The spirits will not allow the evil of your people to prosper. In the end, sacrifices will be made. The storms will come. The perverse nature of the Red Door cult has taken hold above my ancestors' gravesite for now. 
Those that fornicate on sacred grounds will be taken up to the stars, just as your people have foretold. Only they will not be at peace as they were taught. However, most of them will happily go to the stars. Once they arrive to their destination, time will fold, and they will remain in a constant state of hell, storming onto Earth's evil pockets and turning them inside out. I cannot wait for that day. The moon and the stars will soon shine down upon my family, and we will raise our fists as warriors. Our spirits will rain heavy upon this earth, destroying all evil. The ancient dildo that once served my tribe will once again fulfill our destiny as hunters, as survivors, and those that do not tempt with unpure thoughts will live at peace with us for eternity. Jay rolled his eyes. Jesus Christ, come on. I thought dirty went on tangents. Your goddamn speeches are longer than my cock. Big Eagle replied. Smoke, shut the fuck up and roll me a fat one. Jay began to roll Big Eagle a joint. I got your fat one come a lot, Jay said. Then Big Eagle joked. When are you going to cut your fingernails, Jay? Are you going for that three tricks look? Hey, Eagle. I had to do something I'm not proud of. I was at my house earlier. I couldn't find the good stuff, so I went and stole from Nat's garden. It was all gone. I don't know why you just start growing up there on the burial grounds. Just You need to grow that shit up there. Your ancestors would be proud. The ancient soil always produced that grade A shit anyway, man. Remember how high we used to get Big Eagle? Anyway... The hiding spot I usually put the weed in had a note. It was from Pat Downs. Evidently, he took my shit, left that note. He said he's got hired guns watching us. We have to watch what we do come alive. I'm worried about Dirty. He needs help, man. We really need to get him to that psychiatrist before they kill him. We should just leave this shitty town. They're gonna kill us. Jay took a big old hit. Big Eagle was higher than he had been in a long time. He looked at Smoke and said, Put your faith in the great owl. He will not fail us. Those that deny the wisdom of the great owl will suffer for an eternity, but will rise above it all as they suffer their great storms. Jay was shaking. He had to tell Camelot what he had done. Eagle, I poisoned Sheriff Downs. That fucker killed my dog, and he was going to kill us. Camelot couldn't believe Jay had withheld that bit of information for so long. He wasn't upset. He knew Jay was nervous. Smoke. Any man that kills another man's dog is a dead man walking. Even if that dog was a desperate leg humper like Duke. That gives me an idea. 
We need to recover the sheriff's body. I have the canoe in the storage out back. The river runs the direction we are heading. It will be the quickest and most safe route. Let's head out now, Smoke. Don't worry. The spirits are on our side.